emergency. Lily, what are you doing in my living room? How did you even get here? I didn't know flights were allowed during the pandemic. I am not the present Lily. I actually came from the future, 2030. I am here to prevent a horrible thing from happening, and I need your help. Wait, wait, hang on. You came from 2030? Oh my god! Yeah. I have so many questions. I'm sure you want to know how to prevent the horrible thing from... No, 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 no. I want to know which companies are doing well that year. Should I buy more Tesla stocks? Amazon? Should I sell or mine more Bitcoin? Happy New Year, cuties! 2020, the longest year of our lives, finally came to an end. And that enough was a cause for celebration. Yes, to paraphrase a line from the movie New Year's Eve, that's what New Year's is all about. Getting another chance. A chance to do better, to do more, to give more, to love more, to stop worrying about what was, and to start embracing what would be. Nice. So that's exactly what we're doing. Embracing the future by trying to predict what's to come in this upcoming year and the next decade. First, let's look at 2021. We asked you, our dear listeners, what your predictions were. Mm -hmm. And we got a few responses. Yo-Yo, a friend of mine, predicts that this year, LA Lakers will bag another NBA championship. Okay. And then Graham also predicted that Jeff Bezos and Amazon will be delivering COVID-19 vaccines to people's doorsteps. We don't know about Amazon, but we definitely agree with having COVID-19 vaccines available. It's fantastic news that a lot of scientists have stepped up to the plate and managed to whip up vaccines really quickly. It's really cool because vaccines normally would take years and years of research and clinical testing before they can be even made available to the public. But this year... Because of COVID, mm-hmm. pharmaceutical companies, scientists, and researchers were on a race to create a safe and effective coronavirus vaccine in a matter of months. Well, of course, they didn't do it on their own. They had the help of modern supercomputers and artificial intelligence. Oh, I see. Okay. Now, according to a tracker published by New York Times, there are currently 59 vaccines in clinical trials on humans. So that's really good progress. And 16 of those 59 have reached the final stages of testing. Oh, cool. The leading vaccine that's made headlines is the one developed by Pfizer, BioNTech, and that has been recently approved in Canada and other countries. And U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, has also authorized this vaccine for emergency use. Oh, that's good. Yeah, really good news. Well, having a vaccine is but the first step. Mm -hmm. We need a smart, robust supply chain to have this distributed in a massive scale across the globe. Yeah, and I think there's also like a list, right? Like who's going to be first? I think it's the elders. (laughs) It's proper to call them elders. The medical staff. But it makes sense, right? Because if you're in an airplane and there's turbulence, and then you somehow need to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. The instruction is always, you need to wear a mask first before helping others. So those who can, in fact, help others 
those that are in the medical profession, needs to be equipped with a vaccine first so that they will be able to help more and more people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also, they're the ones who are constantly exposed to the virus, right? So that's why they actually need that first. And also one thing that I want to mention is that it's important for as many people as possible to get vaccinated because of something called herd immunity. Mm. So this is a concept in which a population can be protected from a certain virus if a threshold of vaccination is reached. It means that if a vast majority of a population are vaccinated, this lowers the overall amount of virus able to spread in the whole population, which makes sense, right? So for example, if it's Mm. just 10 people and like even just 8 people get vaccinated, then there's not going to be a lot of virus to go around anymore. Right. These two people who did not get vaccinated, they would mm. also be protected. Right. So this is what we call herd immunity. This can be achieved safely through vaccines and not letting the virus run rampant, which is what some mm. other countries have been doing. That is not how we do things. And actually, herd immunity is the reason why diseases like smallpox and polio have died off or are rare today. Yeah. So yeah, that is our goal for COVID-19, obviously. So once we have the chance chance to get vaccinated, we should do it. Yeah, that's the end goal. Hopefully, COVID-19 is but a thing in the past. Everybody's immune. And it will be like a standard vaccine we get for children. And of course, a lot of people predict a boom in travel once the COVID-19 boundaries are removed. I personally predict that Ray would visit me in Hong Kong and we would enact our plan of pretending to be rich people in the Macau casinos. We would be riding a limo and (laughs) throwing out... $1 $1 bills? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that we would finally be able to record our first podcast while sitting side by side. Oh, yes. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> That's exciting. Plus, hopefully, we will be receiving our new podcast equipment from the Secret Genie so that we can do that side by side. Plus, we have new equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so looking forward to that. Uh, I guess those are the two major predictions or hopes for 20. 2021. But we decided to spice things a little by trying something out, predicting the world's future through tarot cards. Yes, I happen to have a pack of tarot cards lying around. So we decided to do this for fun. Disclaimer, I am not a legit fortune teller, okay? I just picked this up randomly from some bookstores many, many years ago. But some of my friends and colleagues have asked me to tell their fortunes using this. The funny thing is, a few of them actually came back later to tell me that my predictions were spot on. So, is that coincidence or clairvoyance? Who knows? <laughs> Ooh. It's really exciting. And with that, we thought it would be fun to conduct this experiment now. So, for science, let's do this. So, what we will do is, I will pick five cards. Mm-hmm. Four cards for each quarter of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then the final card will be the prediction for 2030. Woo-hoo. We're not going to do one for every month because that would take so long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's do this. So I am taking this pack of tarot cards and shuffling the fate of the world in my hands. Ooh, sounds eerie. There are 78 cards. Obviously, you're not here, so you cannot pick it yourself. So we need to do this through Zoom somehow. Yes. Maybe you should give me a number. Yes. Just don't give me like 20 or something, okay? We'll be here forever. (laughs) No, but before you do that, think about your question and then I will shuffle the cards. I want to know the Mm -hmm. fate of the world in 2021. And the first card I want to pick 
is for quarter one of 2021. Yeah, that's great. That's very specific. Yes. All right. Can you give me a number now? I want you to cut the deck by half uh-huh. and okay. then choose from the one on your left hand five cards from the top. All right. So just to assure you that there's no something going on. So one, two, three, four... And five, okay? And then yes. I'm going to face that to you. What do you see? Ooh, the card is the Ace of Pentacles. Can you describe what you see? The Ace of Pentacles is a card that has a star at the center. Yeah. And then there's like a yellow circle, like around the star. It's kind of like a parole in the center of the card. Is it? Oh yeah, you're parole. right. Reminds me of a Christmas <laughs> Parole in the Philippines. <laughs> and it's upright also because uh, in tarot, the, how the card faces matters. Oh, okay. According to bdtarot.com, <laughs> Days of Pentacles represents new beginnings, opportunities, and potential. Wow. Oh, and as a Pentacles cards, this new beginnings correlate to the material world, finances, wealth, career, physical health, and manifestation of your goals. So that's great. It's your green light. It marks the initial stages of manifesting your goals and assures you that you can truly achieve what you have set your mind to do. Whoa, that's Oh my that's, God, <laughs> I just got goosebumps. Deep. Yeah, yeah. Like this is a good sign, right? <laughs> yes. And it says new beginnings. So the Ace of Pentacles symbolizes wealth, not just for your bank account, but in a holistic sense as well. So you may discover opportunities to generate a new source of income or receive a financial gift or windfalls. Probably businesses are going to be reopening and all that, yes. right? Because we are starting to have vaccines. Yeah, it may mean that finally borders are starting to reopen. And with that, economy is going to turn again normally. A lot of people who have been retrenched will finally get back to work yeah new beginning start a new life forget about 2020 and it's a new beginning 2021 it's a fantastic prediction i think yeah yeah i love Q1, this prediction the very good Pentacles. card that you chose it's very good <laughs> it votes well for our 2021 great great okay amazing, amazing. so that's q1 January, February, and March. Yeah. The Ace of Pentacles. Now I'm excited for Q2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let me think of Q2. Okay, April, think of Q2. I'm going to shuffle May, and June, quarter two. And then what do you want me to do with the card? <laughs> okay, I want you to cut the deck into three. Okay, three, okay. one. And then there's two, and three. Yeah. Okay, and then what do I do now? And then choose the deck on the middle, mm -hmm. and then pick the third card from the top. Okay, one... Two. Okay, this is the card. What do you see? Ooh, the card for quarter two is the chariot. So I see two horses mm -hmm. and then a lady riding a chariot. Chariot is a card of willpower, determination, and strength. You have discovered how to make decisions in alignment with your values. And now you are taking action on those decisions. When a chariot appears in a tarot reading... Take it as a sign of encouragement. You have set your objectives and are now channeling your inner power with a fierce dedication to bring them to fruition. So that means that if you just apply discipline, commitment, and willpower to achieve your goals, 
you will succeed. Nice. Also, one more thing that is mentioned here is in a very literal sense, the chariot can represent travel. Mm. That's good, right? That means maybe people will start to travel in Q2. Yes. And I like the chariot also has two horses and it represents Q2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then I also like the fact that he said, you know, willpower, probably because in Q1, the Ace of Pentacles, it kind of opened the possibility of us reopening. But then for sure, there will be a lot of challenges, right? Yes. Because it's a tough ordeal to deliver vaccines to the entire world. Of course. And that's where the chariot comes in. We need willpower to actually push through in order for us to succeed in achieving herd immunity and reopening of our economy. Ooh. Yeah, and then we will get to travel. Oh my God, finally, yes. we can start throwing the $1 bills. <laughs> In, in the, the casinos, casinos of Hong Kong. Not Hong Kong. Um, Macau. 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 Yes. Right. I haven't been there awesome. actually. So I'm excited for that as well. So, so far, so good. Now Q3. Q3, July, August, and September. 7, 8, and 9. Okay. Q3. Q3. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this time, no cutting of deck. All right. Okay. And then what? I want you to get the seventh card from the top. Wow. Okay. Seven. Okay. So. One. Two, three, four, five, six, and seven. seven. What do you see? Oh no! Why is it? It's the death, and it's like a skeleton holding. Uh, is that a scythe? Yeah, I think it's holding yeah. a scythe. Oh no, it's oh, creepy. No. Yeah, but I don't think it necessarily represents death. But it says death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just read through before we panic. So it's saying here that the death card is probably the most feared and misunderstood of all the cards in the tarot deck. Ooh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibit A. Just mention the card's name and most people freak out as soon as this card appears. Relax. The death card can be one of the most positive cards in the deck. See, that's what I told you. Ooh. You should trust the madame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is saying that death card symbolizes the end of a major phase or aspect of your life that you realize is no longer serving you, opening up the possibility of something far more valuable and essential. You need to put the past behind you and part ways, ready to embrace new opportunities and possibilities. Ah, I get it. What do you get? It's the death of COVID. That's probably it. You're right. So you, we need to let go. We have been so used to working from home, not commuting anymore and all that stuff. Mm. But we need to let go of that. It's time for a new opportunity to go back to the office. Start I wearing... <laughs> Clothes again. And and we will be checking this, right? Mm -hmm. Of the accuracy of the prediction and maybe how we can measure this is if by Q3 of 2021, mm -hmm. there won't be any more active new cases of COVID-19. Oh, yeah, right. Ooh. You're right. We should definitely check it. Yeah, that sounds so good. So Q3, 2021, <laughs> the death of COVID-19. Okay, we have our one last card for 2021. So October, November, December. Yes, okay, I like Q4. Because it's my birth month. And oh, yeah. It's and it's Christmas. Christmas, yes. Okay, I'm done shuffling. Yes. What do I do now? So I want you to cut the deck into four. One, 
two, three, four. Okay, and then and one. then pick the third cut from the left. One, two, mm. three. Okay, so this is it. And then what? And then fourth card from the okay, top. One, two, three, and then four. What do you see? I see swords. Okay. So I see a bunch of swords. Uh, maybe six. Now there's a number at the top. Oh, and the ninth card. So maybe nine swords. Yes, nine swords. So nine swords with four clouds and a crescent moon. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I like the I like the look of that. Upright, mm. anxiety, worry, fear, depression, nightmares. And that's not good. Huh? What is going on? Like we were doing fine and then now we're not doing fine again. Uh, okay, let's not panic. Let's just read through. Mm. So the Nine of Swords suggests that dark thoughts <laughs> and mm. disturbing feelings are weighing you down and keeping you up at night. You are worrying excessively about a situation and your negative thoughts are getting the better of you, leaving you stressed and anxious. The more you associate with your fears, the more they will ruin Rule your life. Mm. I wonder why the world is worried again mm. in October, November, December. What I wonder what's going on. But it's saying here that you should be careful because the fear and worry can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So as you obsess over what may go wrong, you are more likely to manifest your worst case scenario because you are inadvertently acting in ways that support your negative thought. Mm, I think I know. Oh, why? So we predicted that in Q3, mm -hmm. it's the death of COVID-19. And? Then in Q4, people realize that, hey, didn't COVID-19 start during the winter time? And there's that worry mm -hmm. that maybe there's all of a sudden like a resurrection of a few cases, one or two cases, and then people start to fear and panic that maybe this again will turn out to be another wave of 2020. Oh, yeah, because it's saying here that the Nine of Swords reminds you that much of the fear and worry you are experiencing is in your head and not mm. necessarily an accurate reflection of what is happening around you. You may make things worse for yourself by overthinking or obsessing over the worst case scenarios. It is time mm. to examine your situation from a new perspective. I see. I like it. So whatever is happening in Q4, whatever that is, let's remember that it's not really as bad as it seems. Yeah. So it's just something that we worry about, but it's not really something to worry about. It's all in our minds. And guys, it's very difficult to be a madam. What is <laughs> happening to my hair? I don't know. To my turban. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, it's fine. Just one more and then I can stop being yes. a madam. Now, we need one last card for 2030. Fast forward 10 years from now. We need the cards to tell us what will happen to the world yes, in 2030. Yes, 2030. Okay, so here we go. What do I Okay, do? don't cut. Oh, okay. And I want but I you shuffle, to... shuffle, right? Oh, uh, yeah, please shuffle. Okay, I'm going to shuffle while you're thinking of 2030. And I will also think of 2030. I don't know why, but yeah. Yes. Let me do the shuffling. Stop. And then, and then the very top card. Wow, okay. Okay, here we go. Ta! What do you see? Oh, it's the Knight of Cups. Can you describe what he looks like? So it's a knight with an armor holding like a golden goblet on his... Is it like <laughs> this one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> exactly like your goblet. Okay, but it's gold and He's mine is holding it gold. on his right hand uh -huh, okay. with and there are four hearts in each corner of the card. Are those hearts or butterflies? I, I think it's quickly. hearts. Okay, four hearts. So, okay, Knight of Cups, upright again. So it's creativity, mm -hmm. romance, charm, imagination, beauty. Ooh. It's a classic romantic of the tarot deck. So <laughs> 
Oh, suddenly <laughs> into the world. But let's see. The world is uh, all of a sudden becoming romantic. Yeah, I like he, I like he, that. He's in touch with his intuition and emotions and he uses them masterfully to charm and attract others. He shows compassion and understanding towards others because he has learned to understand his own feelings and emotions. The knight is kind, caring, and very in touch with his feminine side. His heart is wide open and he wears it on his sleeves. He shares his love freely with others without constraint or worry. That really sounds really Ooh. good, right? If everyone is like this in the future, because right now, a lot of people hate each other. Mm, There's like yes. a lot of camps. Yes. But this guy, he's being described as someone who is compassionate and understanding. So if this is showing what 2030 is like and everyone is kind of like this, then isn't that a mm. good world to live in? Yeah, I think so. And it says here that when the Knight of Cups appears in a tarot reading, you thrive on all things beautiful and are inspired mm. by the many creative outlets available to you. I like that. Again, that's good, right? All knights are on a mission and this knights is humanitarianism, romance, altruism, compassion, and beauty. I like you that. You have a vision of harmony and are ready to bring it into reality. You are led by your heart and want to see peace for everyone involved. This sounds really good. I mean, I'm yes. so looking forward to 2030 all of a sudden. I like that it focuses on altruism Altruism, it focuses on harmony because it's kind of like the hope that we have right now, right? With all that's happening, <laughs> that was the Knight of Cups, and yeah, you're and I have a cup, you're <laughs> Madame D. <laughs> Of cups. Yes. <laughs> a madam with like messy hair and my turban is running away from me. Which is fine because that's our last card, right? So Yay. Yeah, yeah, we are done and I'm going to take away this turban. So since we talked about 2030 prediction, which suddenly looks so rosy right now because of that card. Mm. So our next subject is actually 2030 prediction. So from our audience, we also asked you for predictions for 2030. And we got one from Al Wilson. He predicts outer space hotel for the rich and powerful. <laughs> wow. Wow. But yeah, but that's not too outlandish actually because right now we have a company called Virgin Galactic. So I think it's mm. I think it's the same owner as Virgin Atlantic, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sir Richard Branson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the Virgin Galactic is dedicated to developing space tourism. Mm. So they are building Spaceship 2, where customers will enter the lower fringes of space to float in zero gravity and take in spectacular views of the planet that they just paid a fortune to leave. And <laughs> by fortune, I mean, it's really a fortune. Each flight costs 250,000 US dollars. Oh, I wow. do not have that kind of money, but... More than 600 people have already signed up. This includes celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. Ooh. And aside from this, we also have SpaceX, of which Elon Musk, who owns Tesla, is the mm. CEO. So he is highly confident that SpaceX will land humans on Mars by 2026 via their Starship rocket. Mm -hmm. And it's a space race all over again. And personally, as someone who didn't witness the original space race, I'm excited <laughs> that I have a chance to witness this. This. How about you? Yeah, I'm excited about this as well. And, yeah. and this is more of a friendly space race. Before, yeah, yeah. The, during the Cold War, <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. a lot of hostility. <laughs> yeah. and exactly. So exactly. probably this is a friendlier version. But yeah, there are a lot at stake as well. Millions of dollars are being invested to these two ventures. And mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, I just hope that they plan the voyage so that there won't be any iceberg equivalent. Because... <laughs> Virgin Galactic, Titanic, <laughs> you know, they sound the same. Mm, yeah, they have the yeah. same ending. 
And Monmon's prediction for 2030 is this. Mm-hmm. Ted Mosby <laughs> will sit down with his kids and tell them how he met their mother. So again... <laughs> I completely forgot that happened <laughs> 2030. Yeah, it's yeah. in 2030. So she's referring to our favorite sitcom, How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. whose framing device is set in the future. So this prediction led us to looking at other futuristic predictions in entertainment as well. Of mm-hmm. course, there are a lot of movies that had bold predictions of the future. Mm-hmm. One of the shows that I really enjoyed is Back to the Future Part 2, mm-hmm. released in 1990. And it predicted a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they got most of it wrong. <laughs> First yeah. is... The hoverboards, mm-hmm. of course. It's yeah. still not in production right now. I mean, there is actually a hoverboard that they created, right? But it's nowhere close to the movie one. Yeah, because the, the hoverboard that they portrayed was floating in yeah, the air. Yeah, yeah. So it, it that has, would have been I don't know, cooler. through magnets or whatever. It has the ability to fly. Mm-hmm. And more than the hoverboards, they also showed a lot of flying cars. Mm-hmm. Which right now still zero. <laughs> yeah. And there's also a drone that was walking the dog. Oh. I mean, there are a lot of drones right now, but yeah, I don't see them walking dogs. Yeah, I think we value more our pictures than our <laughs> dogs. Maybe that's why we <laughs> prioritize drones with camera capabilities than the dog walking capability. <laughs> and there's also that outfit from Marty. So Marty has the size adjustable self drying jacket. Oh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we have anything like that at all now. Yeah, so that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And even more wrong was the house where Marty went to. There were a lot of fax machines. Oh, yeah, we don't even use that anymore. Okay. Yeah, and then lastly, there was this instant frozen pizza size of a coaster. And then you pop it inside a machine and then out comes a very delicious looking large size pizza that can feed six people which was spectacular but no it's not a reality yeah, right yeah, now yeah definitely <laughs> not so i guess another movie that falls into this category of movies that were bad predictors is blade runner the original one which was released in 1982 mm. blade runner also predicted flying cars and androids i'm not talking about the android phones but the uh, robots mm. and space colonies And they predicted all this to happen last year, which obviously, guys, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But what about movies that were already spot on? Do you know any? Oh, yeah. There are movies that had a lot of details that were right. And Mm -hmm. one movie that we have here is Minority Report. This was released in 2002. So back then, internet was big, but still it was in the early stages. But in that movie, we're able to see facial recognition being portrayed. And there's also predicted personalized advertisements. Oh. Yeah, so there was this scene where the lead character played by Tom Cruise was passing along a walkway that had digital scanners. Right. And then the ad boards would change to target his preference. So all of a sudden, the billboards changed to like a Guinness beer. Mm -hmm. And then the advertisements were even mentioning his name that, hey, John, fancy a trip to Hawaii or something like that. Uh So it was really cool. And lastly, in that movie... They also featured voice-controlled homes, which mm. are in present right now. Like we have Amazon Echo and uh, Google Home. Yeah, that's actually creepy uh, in a way. I mean, obviously, we haven't gone to the exact same futuristic level that Minority Report had because they had holograms. Mm. But yes. still, right, the tech, like you mentioned, the facial recognition, the ads mm. in the voice-controlled homes, we all have that today. Yeah, so that's especially the personalized ads. I mean, yeah. it's not exactly the same as what the movie showed, but 
right now, we see Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything. Yeah. All social media have that targeted advertising mechanisms. Even if you just Google. Yes. The ads I see is different from the ads that you see. That's right. For me, I think the movie that's really spot on is maybe The Truman Show. Mm. This was released in 1998. It's about a Truman who is actually not aware that he is a baby who was adopted by a corporation and put inside this world. Mm. Everyone in his world is fake, just actors, except for him. Mm. And then they are just showing the world what he is doing. So at the time when I first watched it, like who on earth would be interested in watching somebody else's life televised, <laughs> right? Like back yeah. then, it wasn't a thing. I think what we had was just like scripted TV shows, right? Or news. Mm. But nothing like reality TV in that sense. And suddenly after that, they had Big Brother and the other reality TV shows. And now there are so many reality TV shows since then, right? Yes. And it's not just the actual TV shows, but people kind of are living as though they have their own reality TV show. Yes. Because they constantly show videos and posts about their life. Yeah. So it's kind of creepy in a way because that was kind of predicted. Yeah. Because before... Nobody was interested in the average person's life. We, we just were interested in celebrities. But now everyone feels like he's a celebrity. <laughs> exactly. Everybody is a true man. Yeah, exactly. Has a true man show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in their own social media yeah, exactly. accounts. That's true. Ooh, so weird. It's not just movies that tried to predict the future and were very wrong about it. We also had some famous real-life predictions that misfired. Yeah. So, for example, there was a famous Y2K fiasco of the year 2000. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. okay. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was primary six. I clearly remember what was going on. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of commotion. <laughs> and, and the problem was that many computers in the early 90s had been programmed to record dates using only the last two digits of every year. Yep. Meaning that the year 2000 would be like January 100. And mm -hmm. people thought that the computer would misinterpret it as 1900s. Yep. 1900. And that would totally screw computer networks of major commercial establishments like banks, hospitals, not to mention governments. Yeah. For months before the stroke of midnight on the 1st of January 2000, mm -hmm. a lot of analysts speculated that the entire computer network would crash, causing widespread dysfunction, riots, civil unrest, and even some predicted an apocalypse. Wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, clearly that didn't happen. We're now in Thank 2020. Goodness. Yes, yeah. That's like a funny thing that after that happened, and then, okay, so nothing happened. So what was all the fuss about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. very anticlimactic. Yeah, exactly. And I guess another example of something like this is the Mayan calendar predicting the end of the world on December 21, 2012. So this is more recent. Although recent is actually eight years ago already. That's <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I remember... It's not that recent. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that this date was apparently regarded as the end date of a 5,126-year-long cycle in the Mesoamerican Long Count Calendar. Mm. And so people were interpreting that to mean that that's the end of the world mm. because the calendar ends there. It was so popular that there was even a movie with that title. Yeah, 2012. But I actually don't think I've seen that movie. Have you? Yeah, I think I do, but I barely recall it. Yeah, detail. I think it didn't really do well. <laughs> that's why I didn't get to mm. watch it. But anyway, I think it was about the world ending. And I think in the end, it was only the Chinese that were wise enough to like build an ark or something. Somebody told me about <laughs> something like that. Anyway, so... So 
the point is, it, that didn't happen, right? Like, obviously, we're still mm. here. I remember we were just always joking about this before. Mm. Like, oh my God, the world is going to end. Are you sure that you're ready for the world to end? And, you know, that didn't happen. And I think after that, people were saying that the calendar ended. But, you know, it's kind of like, for example, the year of the tiger ended. But then after that, another year comes. So yeah. it's not it's like, cycle. yeah, it's a cycle. It's not like the end and there's nothing after it. Yeah. So once that Mayan 5,126-year-long cycle ended, then another 5,000. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. A new calendar. So people were worrying about nothing. Probably that year, there was a nine of swords being pulled in a lot of, <laughs> a lot of tarot. <laughs> yeah. Stop worrying about nothing, guys. Nine of swords. <laughs> exactly. So those were the real-life predictions that went wrong, but there were also real-life predictions that actually came true. So hmm. one of them is in 1909... Nikola Tesla. He, he's not the founder of Tesla <laughs> by Elon Musk. <laughs> but I think that is named after him, actually. Anyway, so Nikola Tesla is an engineer and inventor. And he told the New York Times, it will soon be possible to transmit wireless messages all over the world so simply that any individual can carry and operate his own apparatus. Ooh. That time, the landline telephone had just been invented. So like mm. for him to predict something like that was actually kind of like, whoa. And he's right because most of us currently own a smartphone. It is actually very easy to transmit messages all over the world yeah. and carry our own apparatus. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so smart. That's really spot on. And Nikola Tesla, by the way, Tesla is a brand of electric vehicles. There's also another company that produces electric trucks and the brand name is Nikola. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Is it also named after him? And it's also it's also based on his character, Nikola Tesla. Of I course, he, he, he did a lot of inventions before, yeah. including the DC current. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. this is spot on. Cell phone, smartphone, a hundred years ago, he was able to predict that. That's crazy. That is so cool, yeah. Another prediction that was spot on, made by a real human, was in 1898. This is done by an author, Morgan Robertson. Mm -hmm. He wrote a tragedy at sea novel titled Futility or the Wreck of the Titan, in which a supposedly unsinkable boat sank after hitting an iceberg. Hmm, that sounds familiar. So that was in 1898. Okay. And then 14 years later, the Titanic hit an iceberg and sank in route to New York, killing more than 1,500 passengers and crew. Oh my God. He wrote a story about an unsinkable ship and the name as well. Yeah. Wreck of the Titan. Yeah, it's quite close. Quite close to Titanic. Yep. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, yeah. Maybe he is a time traveler. Yeah, or he read the tarot cards and somehow <laughs> saw a Titan there, whatever. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> he saw the chariot and then death. <laughs> How? Please do not predict that. What are you trying to say? Travel. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay, so I've noticed that actually there are generally two kinds of futuristic films. So the first is dystopian, where most of mankind is killed off by a disease or climate change has destroyed our world. So humanity is suffering. This seems more realistic nowadays. I mean, we're currently in a pandemic. We are literally living in a dystopian movie, right? <laughs> yeah. And we see a lot of those. Hunger Games. What, what other dystopian movies can you think? Mad Max Fury Road. Usually, it's like the world has undergone famine or something. Or there's some kind of outbreak that killed a lot of people and turned them into zombies. Or <laughs> Yeah, Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, right. 
right? Exactly. <laughs> or I Am Legend. Or even those, like, what is that movie? Intergal- Inter- Interstellar. Yeah, right? So they had famine. It's very dystopian. It's very depressing. Yeah, very bleak. So that's the first kind of futuristic film. However, what is another one? Well, another set of futuristic film is Utopian. It's fancy, high-tech, where everyone is wearing something metallic out yeah. in, in their outfit. <laughs> yeah. And probably riding flying cars or rocket ships. Yeah. Now, I think we should choose this future. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. there is actually a belief that positive vibes somehow attracts good fortune. Yeah. The law of attraction. Yes. Sure, there's no scientific basis for this, but maybe it's better to do this than be anxious about a dystopian future. Yeah. You better be a knight of cups. Don't be a nine of swords. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It even (laughs) rhymes, right? Nine of cups, knight of swords. How does that rhyme? That does not rhyme. I don't know. The nine and the knight. Nine and knight. Be a knight, not a nine. Actually, that sounds like it could be a hashtag. I like that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Maybe in our Banana Q t-shirts, that will be the coat. <laughs> be a knight. Not a nine. And other people were like completely misunderstood it. Like, why are you saying be a knight? <laughs> what? It's an inside joke. <laughs> and maybe let's close with the words of my idol, Robin Padilla. Oh, really? What's that? Yeah. Think positive. Wagang aayaw. Think positive. Wagang aayaw. Revicon Forte. Not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> so, Happy New Year, guys. And happy think New positive. Year. Wag kang aayaw. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.